The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. We made it all the way through November. It is the last day of November, and we got one more month to go for the end of 22. We're rolling into December next week. Today we have one of the most special guests we've had on yet. This is actually one of my oldest, this is definitely my oldest friend that I've ever had on, um, but I'm very excited for this whole episode. We're having the director of Camp Gone to the Dogs on, and her name is Mara Potts. And I have known Mara, honestly, for over 25 years. But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. All right, the quirky tip of the day, going along with my theme of good gifts for dogs and their owners, is... Take your dog to freaking camp. Go on vacation with your dog. How brilliant is this? Check out Camp Gone to the Dogs. The dates are going to be listed. We're dedicating the whole episode to checking this out. This camp has helped dogs from all over the country for years and years and years. It has a ton of hype. So if you want to get your dog something cool for this Christmas, buy him a trip to camp. That's all I got to say on that. So, Mayor, welcome. Thanks so much for coming on today. And thank you so much for everything you're doing with Camp Gone to the Dogs. Tell us a little bit about it. I'm glad to be with you guys today. Camp Gone to the Dogs is the oldest dog camp. Uh, Honey Loring started this thing like 34, 35 years ago. Okay. And it is where people can come, vacation with their dogs, learn new behaviors, new tricks, new skills, meet great people, and you become a community. People come back year after year. That's so cool. And is it always in Virginia? What part of Virginia is it? I'm sorry, I don't remember. It is now in Front Royal, Virginia. Front Royal, okay. So and has conveniently it, located. Where was it before? Was it always in that kind it, of area? No, it had been in Vermont. Okay. You know, for many years, but pandemic kind of changed everything. We lost our locations. They were sold. Yeah. We okay. had to go to a new location. All right. And Virginia, this is the first year for Virginia, or you've already done Virginia before? This will be the third year for Virginia. Oh, great. So obviously it's going well. Massive success. A massive success. Beautiful location. We have so many fields to play on. Yeah, it's actually a 4-H camp. Oh, nice. A 4-H educational center. So we have facilities that we can use for frisbee, agility, um, barn hunt, nose work, tracking. Great. Anything you want to do with your yeah. dog, we can do it there. Are, like- there. are there bunk houses or everyone has to get a hotel off property off site? There's actually, um, it's a conference center also, so there's two really nice um, facilities where you have your own private room, your own private bath. Then there's two other facilities where you share, you have your own room, but you share the bathroom. So it's more like a you know a traditional kids camp that sure. way. Sure. Yeah, nice. But you have a lot of people that like just love camp. Like it's part of their like life, right? I mean, you have a lot of people coming back year after year. Absolutely. We have people that have come back from, you know, they're, they're lifers. They've come 34, yeah. 35 years. Um, it just becomes part of their blood. It's a community. It, it's, it really goes beyond just learning new skills with your dogs, but it becomes meeting new people that are like-minded yeah. and like to change with their dogs and have fun with their dogs and they challenge. And it's the coolest thing is to see somebody come in and progress through, you know, unfortunately our dogs don't live as long as us. Yeah. So 
they lose a dog, but then they bring in their new pup. Yeah. And then see the support from everybody of, you know, how to help with that new pup to get them over. If there's, you know, certain things that they're just struggling with, or honestly, if you're an agility person, which I know you did yeah. for a while, you, your new dog isn't into agility, then they end up doing a different sport. Yeah. And that sometimes the dogs tell us that we're not made for this. We'll be happier here and let the dogs navigate where they want to go. Absolutely. And it's such a supportive culture for that. Yeah. Um, and, and people just gently, hey, why don't you try this? And people go and try it. Nice. I was going to say, the nice thing about the community like that is when you do lose a dog, you have this support group around you too. They see the new puppy, but they're all grieving with you because they know the past dog that they've seen for several years, you know? So well, it helps, absolutely. helps with and, that. And our, we have our Facebook community and, you know, they, you know, people will post up there if something bad is happening with a dog or if it's passed and, and the amount of support that they get. And also sadly, because we have been an older community, you know, that's been in, you know, we've been in business for 35 years. Unfortunately, some of our campers have also passed. Yeah, sure. But the overwhelming support for their families when they see the pictures and they see the comments that come from other campers, it that's so important. Yeah. Well, and kudos to you for like cultivating such a great community and stuff still, because this collective energy, right? Like if you have a dog that's a little bit sick, sometimes if you post in a group like that, when you have some of your closest friends and camp members and everything else hoping for the best, sometimes that's what helps the dog, you know? So that kind of stuff is awesome. Thank you so much for that. Tell us a little bit about your, like people who are teaching with you. Cause you're not freaking running from the barn hunt building to the nose work building <laughs> to the, like, you're not doing all this. So tell us a little bit about your staff. Cause it's quite a production. Yeah, the staff, um, you know, we have folks that come from the agility field. You know, we have Clyde Clausen, who is a, a very well-known judge, um, and he was an agility competitor for a lot of years. Ruth Lewis, who comes in from agility from the Midwest. Um, then, you know, Christina yeah. Curtis, who you know from Frisbee, who's yeah. just one of my favorites, yeah. um, who comes in and, and she does some great stuff with, you know, Frisbee and with the crazy tricks that we would do in the Frisbee world. Um and then, you know, Beth Ann, who comes in from, you know, the canine scent world, which is a newer addition to the camp since nose work or canine scent has become so popular. Um, you know, just a variety. And then I do a little bit of the behavior. Um, I'm trying to back out of that a little bit. But as you know, yeah. with my background, I've, I've had some dogs that have some challenges. Yeah. So I can handle the behavior problems. Um, and it's just what's the coolest thing about all the staff we're actually this year bringing in a new one for rodeo dog. Oh, cool. I think is I like that. Yeah. Cool. But what's the, and I forgot tracking with Doreen and and Gary Palmer and again, very accomplished. Um, What's the coolest thing is everybody on the staff does multiple activities. You know, we're not just, Oh, I only teach agility. I've never done something. My instructors are, are setting up the schedule you know, so they can go take class from somebody else. Yeah. Um, I would laugh at, you know, you know, Bev Ferguson um, with canine freestyle dance, you know, crazy. People love to go do that with her and Susan Brogan. And, you know, then those two are like, well, we want to go try and do this. And so we're working everything out. And so it's, I think that sets the tone also for the campers because they see how well the staff gets along and that the staff wants to go and learn stuff from other 
yeah. instructor. Yeah, no, they're still learning. And it's a very accomplished um, like community that Mare is surrounding herself with. When I went on the website, I was very impressed. And it's a positive-only camp. So if someone is training their dog with a pinch collar or something else, those aren't allowed at camp. But as long as they're coming and using positive reinforcement methods, they can be at camp. Is that the case? Correct. And you know, there are sometimes, as we age, somebody will reach out to me, and it's, it's rare, but they'll go, look, it's the only way I can control my dog to get them from location to location is with a pinch collar. Right. When I get in the class, I'll switch to something else. And as long as they talk with me beforehand, we work through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we give them extra help at camp to give them some other resources or some training yeah, tips. Yeah, 100%. I just wanted to make sure people reading about it, I didn't want them yeah. to feel excluded. And, you know, most people, it's not, we're not talking about some judgy environment, but the methods that you're going to be learning, it's positive reinforcement-based methods from very accomplished people. And you're going to have a blast is pretty much the bottom line. And Mara and I have a lot of unique tie-ins, one of which is that, I mean, when did you get Scout? How many years ago has it been? I know you don't have to say years, but, <laughs> but, but I mean... It was many years ago. Well, I mean, I started Frisbee with her probably in 2001, and she was probably six at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Mayor, I, so in 2001, so I'd been doing disc a little longer than you. I, I think right. I qualified for Worlds in 2002, but like Mare and I were like in the disc scene together, like legitimately, like we're traveling right. from Illinois to Colorado. We made the cut in Colorado. Like that was like, we were doing shows together. Like Mare and I were in it. Like, so Mare's Scout is like my Zoe. So that's one tie in yep. that I just love. And I'm just so grateful for, and truly Mare has just a great heart and she's just a wonderful person. And she was a great, really mentor for me as I was growing up, honestly. And then another tie-in is Mayor actually recommended that I speak at the conference where I met Scott. So thanks for that, because that gave me a whole life. So good one there. I really appreciate it. And the third tie-in, I guess I'm not sure if you were going to thank her for that or if you... (laughs) I'll send you the bill. Um, I was waiting for Scott to chime in on (laughs) He'll save his gratitude. Well, he had all his gratitude on Thanksgiving, so he doesn't need any more gratitude now. And then my third tie-in was Mayor actually referred a client to me out in New England. So this was probably back when Camp Gone to the Dogs was in Vermont, correct? Yes. Correct. Okay. So um, this client was one of my near and dear clients. We actually talk about him on the podcast frequently. His name was Art. And tell me a little bit about Art at camp and what all that was like. He had a Labradoodle named Mario, and he's a fiery guy. Well, and Art walks in with Mario, and, of course, it's pretty much all women at camp. (laughs) Yeah. And here's Art with Mario, and not quite sure what to expect. And everyone just... (laughs) <laughs> took him in. You know, yeah. Art's such a lovable guy. And of course, how could you not love Mario? Yeah. Um, and then watching them blossom and get into doing the the first catch for Frisbee, he was so excited. And then he was showing off all the tricks that he was learning. I loved having him in my classes. Yeah. And I was, was, he was doing disc with you there mostly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. he was, I mean, he did a lot. He was into disc. He loved doing the trick training and everything else. But Art, unfortunately, got um, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, IPF. I always got to make sure I'm doing the right um, acronym there. So he unfortunately was diagnosed with IPF, and that was during the time when we were working together and all of this. And after he passed away, I had his widow, John, actually get a trick title with Mario that he hadn't gotten yet because Mario is such an awesome dog. Can you pull that photo up real quick, Chrissy? So this is actually John after Art had passed away with Mario. And I'm like, come on, we're getting a trick title. Art will love it. We got to do it for Art. And like, he was just... Just a great guy. And he was my client for years, and we loved him. Yeah, I enjoyed Art. Uh, 
one of the things that impressed me was that he actually did the homework. <laughs> Jess would <laughs> Jess would give him some tricks and say, "Go work on this." The dog would come back, look better than Jess's dog. <laughs> Like, holy crap. And he's like, what else are we going to do? Let's do something else. Yeah. He was dedicated and, and he even, loved training his dog. And he freaking loved that camp. I tell you, he raved about camp. I was going to say, even when he, you know, that disease was starting to get the best of him, he kept coming to classes. He had the oxygen yeah. uh, bag next to him. Yeah. And like, that was yeah. one of the highlights of his life was he to spent, work with the dog. He spent his birthday with me. He goes, I want to go to dog training on my birthday. <laughs> I said, all right, Art, let's do it. But he was just such a lovely man. So thank you for referring Art to me and bringing him into our lives because he was my client for years and years and years. And he was, they're like borderline family. When Scott's mom passed away, they're sending us sympathy cards. Like Art and John were family. And now John and his <clears throat> new um, love, Jay, we see them still. And I, I need to pay Mario a visit. This is putting it in my brain that I need to pay him a visit because he's getting older now too. But people like this, like embrace what you're offering, right? He was just kind of a pet dog owner, wanted to try some stuff out. And all of a sudden this guy goes, he's vaulting his dog now on the beach of Rockport. He competed in disc locally in New England. Like, I mean, this is transforming a basic pet dog and letting them kind of get a taste of what they're watching on ESPN. Oh, absolutely. And it's building a better bond and relationship with the dogs. Yeah. You know, as we all know from, you know, competing in, in different activities with our dogs over the years, you, you have a totally different bond when you're actually out training yeah. to do a different behavior and enjoying that with your dog than just, you know, having your dog just lay on the couch with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to have, you know, be working together, having fun. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you, you were talking about, you and you know are you know teaching him and so forth how cool is it that though in our community is we all know each other yeah and so we can all be references mm -hmm. so it's like oh you live in this area well go try this person for training yeah or you know go here to this dog camp that's what's the coolest thing about any community and that's what i love about the camp community because we can put anything out on our our page and some will go oh i know somebody yeah. and then we can help them get to that person. Yeah, no, I think it's great. And that's what really we're all about, especially with this podcast and dogs and everything else is networking in the dog world. Like let's reach out to who can help, where they can help. Like let's give you living as happy as you can with your dogs. And you understand that not everyone is a camp gone to the dogs, you know, client Absolutely. who's going to get a dog and stuff and no shade to them. Like if you guys have three kids at home and you know, you have kids camps and family vacations, we're not saying now, Oh, pack your dog up and go to camp to be a good dog owner. But for those of you that want that extra something, I think this is an unbelievable opportunity. And it just sounds like loads of fun. How long is it again? Can you just explain kind of how the whole process works? We start now on um, on Saturday. Okay. Campers are at Saturday. And then we end Thursday after lunch. Okay. So it's so less than a week of time. Less than a week. Do most people yeah. drive? Some people fly? How does that look? Most people drive. Yeah. You know, we're so conveniently located on the East Coast that... You know, from from D.C., I think it's an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, from, you know, from Pennsylvania, you know. Well, you're more essentially located in Virginia, really, than you were even in Vermont. So this is better. Yes, we are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Could I ask yeah. a, an ignorant question? You can ask whatever you want, um, Lovey. For I realize that there are people there yeah. that are trying new activities that they've never done before. But what would you say is that there should be, or I'm assuming there's a prerequisite of control that you're hoping when people come. Uh, when they show up with their dog, I mean, it'd be ideal if they had they were able to have a little off leash control. I would assume that's a lot not of the, a prerequisite, though. No, right? no, I'm, I'm wondering what is there any prerequisite? The only prerequisite is that they want to learn new things with their dogs. Yeah, you know, because it's not 
it's not the type of camp where all the dogs are running off leash at one time. Yeah, so sure. we do work on a lot of control and focus. So like in agility, we fence off the area with snow fencing so right. that the dog can run off leash. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, so they don't need the, the only prerequisite is, is really that you want to have fun with your dogs. Sure. Um, and, you know, if, if somebody has a behavior problem that they're concerned about, um, I have them talk to me and, and we decide, is this the right camp? If not, let me let me give you an idea of who to go to. That's a better fit for they, you. They might have to yeah. go to reform school. <laughs> they <Yeah>. might. <laughs> or, or they just might need to spend, you know, a little. You know, we allow puppies. My yeah. um, my youngest pup, um, Wyatt, who's a cattle dog, Blue Healer, he went last last year or this spring, I guess. Um, and he was just a, a babe. And I handed him to one of my campers who had just lost her dog and didn't have a dog to bring to camp. He's not great off leash. And she had him doing all sorts of activities. Yeah, and that's nice. That's a nice way to pay it forward, too. But this is the kind of community we're talking about. Like you're going, you're feeling welcomed. And the great thing about this is if you're not getting a lot of support locally, and we're not saying if you have a major behavioral problem, go to Camp Gone to the Dogs. That's not the right. point. But if you're, you know, taking classes locally and maybe feeling like you're not progressing or maybe feeling like the vibe isn't great, if you get a taste of working with some other people and it goes differently or it feels differently or something else, then maybe that's even more motivation once you get home to look elsewhere for your training. Because the great thing nowadays is there's a lot of options right? Like pretty much no matter where you live, no matter what state you live in, you can have multiple options of where you want to train agility, where you want to maybe, you know, get your disc foundation from. If you want to go and compete and, you know, tracking and all of that, you have a lot of more resources, certainly than we did 25 plus years ago. You know, it was a much smaller community then. Oh, absolutely. And plus many of the campers who come, since they've been coming so long and they're involved in the dog world, many of them are trainers themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're they're either teaching at schools, attending schools, or they own schools. Yeah. And being able to hook them up with a camper who you know, is from that area or that they know of who to go, we can network to get a camper to a trainer that's going to be a good fit for them. Yeah, I think it's all awesome. So if people can't come to this October camp, um, which now is from Saturday to Thursday. I have that information. I, <laughs> I figured I'll just ask Meryl the questions when we're on live. I don't have to do all this research. Uh, what about 2024? Do they have options for 2024? If they can't make it that weekend, they have somebody getting married in their family, something else? Absolutely. So this year it's October 21st to 26th, or this year, the 23rd. I'm already in the... Yeah, I know, I know. We're, we're almost to December. We just want to be into 2023. We're with you. Get, get there sooner. <laughs> and then... Um, in 2024, we're May 4 to 9, and then October 19th to 24. Okay, great. And that's in the same area in Virginia? That'll be in Front Royal, Virginia at the same location. I already have it booked. Great. Awesome. So how many dogs do you personally take when you go, just so, uh, for my own curiosity? <laughs> <laughs> I don't take all 10. Um, <laughs> I take one or two at this point. Yeah. The, you know, it's hard because I'm doing so many other things at camp. No, I understand. That's why I was asking. I was surprised you even brought any. I thought you just brought Wyatt for the camper. I'm impressed you even have any. I had to because Lynn was like, you have to take the puppy. The puppy may not be here when you get home if you do not take the puppy. (laughs) I've gotten her to go from having Australian shepherds and border collies (laughs) to cattle dogs. Bless her heart. Lynn is a little (laughs) saint over there. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So 
Wyatt goes and, and he'll probably be my camp dog for a while. Nice. Awesome. And what about kids? I mean, I always ask because it's me and I just wonder, but is it kid friendly? Do kids come? What's that like? Unfortunately, it's adults only. Adults on 18 and over. I'm doing my own kids camp now. Damn it. <laughs> you know, the problem is, is, is getting the, um, the insurance. No, I know. I know. To do a kids camp. That's what's so frustrating. And with is, dogs that potentially could have issues. No, right. like I get it. I, I understand. Yeah. So it's 18 and up. And even if campers have kids, they can't come with, it's just an adult only right. camp. Okay. It's an adult only. Uh, I'm assuming it looks kind of like an agility show with RVs pulling up and easy ups being popped up with the, <laughs> tents underneath them or the crates under them yeah we they, absolutely we, we've got some folks that do rv so we can allow that to happen and then you know we put up pop-ups yep. campers will bring them um we have a couple shelters right there that we get to use so it's a it's a really nice location because there's shade yeah all of our fields you know we couldn't ask for a better physical location yeah it sounds and beautiful right off of the appalachian trail oh nice so people could just wow. hike right up and then no you're not doing the appalachian yeah. trail don't start it's, with me. i can see the tie just in there just because you're running Scott, a couple miles Genadola national park is right <laughs> there it I've, is i've been there i went to the un, the underground caverns have you seen yes. they have the stalactites yes, that's very cool isn't it it is it's shenandoah's that's a neat. That was, I was driving cross country by myself and pulled in there because I just wanted to see that. And I went went down under the ground. Oh, it's a hundred feet down or something. So how far is that location from camp? It's like right there. Oh my god! So it's like a double, like a double whammy. People can you do, do a little sightseeing. Yeah, people yeah, can do. That's the, amazing. The northern entrance to Shenandoah is right in Front Royal. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, great. So, and, I mean, people really could make a whole trip out of this seeing family members, like doing some sightseeing. Like, it's not just a dog thing if you don't want it you to You know, be. I, I could be out of out of step here. Yeah, you're always but, out of step. But I was so thinking, I don't know where well, this is going. I, it would be kind of cool if you had an animal communicator tent there. <laughs> you know what I mean? People would come it in and... Be. Yeah, they could come in with their dog and say, I think my dog has got an issue, and they'll say, no, it's you. And, <laughs> no, uh, no, we, we had an we animal had, communicator. We had an animal. Yeah, we yeah. had one for years, and then she's retired, but I have to bring yeah. that back. We, hmm. uh, we had uh, Joan Ranquette on from California. She's a decently well-known animal communicator, but we're really into all that stuff. And Scott and I are pretty woo-woo. And honestly, since that even came up, I'm glad you said it. Because last week when we did the Lost Dog Post, if you're really desperate and it's been a long time, di- deal with an animal communicator. Because I forgot to say it, and I know a lot of people that have had success with that. But they have a lot of validity. I got to tell you, when Sarge passed away, I lost Sarge and Bam within like three months of each other. And they were both older. Like, we were blessed, right? You know, Sarge was probably 13 and Bam was 18, surprisingly. But like, they just went back to back. And I was down and out. Like, I was freaking, like, it was hard for me. I That was most of my life, having those dogs. And I talked to an animal communicator about like them passing and everything else. And she was so helpful and so poetic and said like legitimately like intense things to me about like what my dogs were seeing going over the bridge that like she wouldn't have known. I didn't tell her about. So I have, we have full trust in anything that works, but maybe animal communicators in a few years. So do you have, um, do you have big dinners and things like that in the evening where everyone gets together and like has barbecues and stuff like that or, or no? We have, we, we did. Um, we're working on the food for this camp. It, it's not quite up to our standards yet. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it, it's hard when you're looking for for groups that will host. Um, we did a, a food truck. Okay. Um, for breakfast. <clears throat> That's an easy we'll way. Probably do, it, we'll probably do that again. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at possibly expanding that. Um, it just, it's 
you could talk to most dog camps. We were very blessed when we were in Vermont that we had our own chef, basically. Um, and, you know, with Taffy, it, it was a totally different food experience. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. You're, you're getting but, there. You're working on it. You're working towards oh, it. Oh, it's improved tremendously from the first year. And yeah. I just keep poking at it. Well, you couldn't <laughs> do much the first year because it was it was literally during the pandemic. Yeah. We were lucky right. to have a camp. Yeah. And they couldn't get the foods. They're sitting there. Yeah. yeah. And they still had trouble last spring getting some things. Yeah. No, it's it's still hard sourcing stuff. You just get a few kegs of beer. And- <laughs> it is. It is 18 plus. <laughs> and that is the important part is when the camp is. <laughs> Alcohol is allowed. Oh, there, there you, you go. go. So, and it's even better that we don't have the kids around then. So, we, it's a multifaceted reason. Exactly, <laughs> and that was one of the things I, I always, any location I look at, is like, are we allowed to have alcohol? <laughs> because yeah. I mean, it's a dog thing. Come on now. Oh, happy hour is the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> the disc dog folks and the dog dog folks party harder than the rest of the dog world. But try dog camp, and you'll see what happens. Speaking of that, my jaw, I actually, it's funny. I'm smiling so hard. My jaw is starting to um, spasm a little bit. But Art went out to freaking positive vibe with Ron and April. And I, they probably just smoked weed. But he came back, and he's oh. like, oh, my God. I mean, I've done stuff. I haven't done since the 60s. He's like, he's like, I had so much fun. It was so great. So dog people are fun. Don't underestimate dog people. It can be a lot of fun. If somebody wants to sign up and they – go out to like, they go to the website. What is the process for them? Like if somebody's listening and they're like, Hey, I'm kind of curious about this. What, how do they do this? How do they enroll? Best way to enroll is to get a hold of me at camp gone to the dogs at gmail.com. Okay. And then I send them the link. It's a Google form just to fill out. Um, and I can answer any questions that they have. Um, and make sure it's, it's a good fit that I'm, I'm telling them everything that they need to know to come to camp. Okay. So it's really directly through you. You're kind of making sure it's a good sure. fit on both sides. Correct. Okay. Awesome. So you're going to contact Merit. Mare's not scary. She's very nice. She's very well-informed. She likes happy hour. So it's not a big to do. And then if somebody has something that randomly pops up, is there a cancellation policy? I just didn't know as far as like how that looks. Yeah. The way our cancellation policy works, it, it basically, um, there's a $200 deposit when you reserve a spot. Um, and that doesn't get returned. Okay. But if you cancel a month before camp up to a month before you get basically get your money back minus that deposit. Okay, great. I just wondered. Yeah. That one month before I can't fill the spot. Yeah. I, 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 I'm surprised you offer anything. I just wanted to know, cause sometimes people have like a parent who's having some health issues or an older dog and they want to do it, but they're just not sure what their life's going to look like at that point. So I just wanted to know the flexibility there. And the cool thing with where we're located in front Royal, there's dog friendly hotels nearby. And if someone tells me that that's what they're dealing with and they don't know if they're able to make it, I, I tell them don't, don't commit yet. You can commit up to two weeks before camp right. and yeah. I can get you in. Yeah, nice. Um, and then they can do a hotel and it's a non-issue. Yeah. It's just, it's really, it's the rooms on site that get tight. Yeah, now, it sounds great. Since you're in a blue state. is it? Is, <laughs> She's is, in a blue state in Virginia. <laughs> is everyone running around with masks on at the camp or is that optional at this point? <laughs> Actually, the last camp, we haven't had to do masks. Okay. Um, you know, during the pandemic, we had to have the shot. Of course. You know, and, you know, the masks were required inside based on what the instructor wanted. Um, now we're pretty, pretty free. Plus, we schedule everything as much as possible to be outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. 
Well, and also, and and it's dog people. So if somebody wants to show up in an N95, like, please, like, by all means, if you want that for your own safety, it's not a big deal, but it's not required. It's not required. Okay. All right. Great. And and like you said, if someone does show up with a mask on, that's fine. We understand. We we all have health issues. Yeah. 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 But if that, that shouldn't exclude someone, like they can come if they want to, they can do what they want. All right. So you've been doing this, what you said, eight or nine years now, how long have you been director? I want to say like eight or nine years. Yeah. So how was the experience been? Is it what you thought it'd be like or? It's been crazy. I, you know, you start out strong <laughs> and then you hit that mid part. And then you have a pandemic. And then you have a pandemic, which just blows up yeah. everything yeah. in your business model. And then you have to rebuild, which is, which is really fun. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a new environment. Yeah. You know, the people are coming with, um, it's, it's been super fun. I think, I think the biggest thing for me coming from from my corporate background, then into the dog training world and now into this community is seeing how strong the community is yeah. and how supportive. Yeah. You know? And that to me is probably the most important thing. Yeah. You know? And the pandemic in, in my mind, it changed so much in our world. Um, and to see people really, rise up and be supportive of each other um, and help people through during the pandemic. The campers were organizing um, online meetings with each other. Online happy <laughs> oh, hours. that's cute. <laughs> meetings. And then we say happy hours after that. <laughs> yeah, really happy hour. online happy hour. Um, how cool is that? Yeah, I mean, no, that's, that's awesome. And they were picking up people who were like, I'm, I'm having a bad, you know, a bad week. And especially in the early days of the pandemic. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah, no, yeah. completely. I, I'm I'm in awe. I'm really impressed by the whole thing. And I knew that you had taken it over, but I really <laughs> didn't know a lot about the ins and outs and everything else. And I mean, eight years is a good run. I mean, that's you're yeah. you're you're committed here. And the cool thing is, is you talk about all this change in the way camp looks after the pandemic. It's going to be freaking stronger in Virginia than it ever was in Vermont. And no shade to Vermont. And that's amazing that that camp had been going on for so many years. It's, it's as many years as I've been alive. But freaking, like, literally, you can grow Virginia into being bigger and better. And there, the future is vast. So that's exciting. Oh, absolutely. And I'm always looking at other locations. You know, I, I have a lot of campers that want me to come back up to the Northeast, yeah. <laughs> understandably. And it's like, yeah, the right location comes, you know. We can move it. Camp is in my trailer. Uh, (laughs) Or you could do two. You could have them down in Virginia and in Vermont. Yeah. Exactly. It's very easy. Hire a company, move the trailer wherever I need it to go. So Um, does Lynn like camp or does she hate camp? How does Lynn, where does Lynn ride on the camp? Lynn doesn't do camp. Well, I know, but just camp in general. Is she like, shut up about camp? Like, (laughs) go. (laughs) Make your camp longer. (laughs) <laughs> no, no. Well, she has to deal with the upset dogs who yeah. are depressed. Her not here. Yeah. <laughs> um, she likes camp. Um, and it, it's kind of cool um, as you age and, you know, we're both in, in our mid sixties at this point, you know, she's retired, but she's running a transportation company with a, with a friend. Um, and it's like, we have our outside businesses. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Even that in retirement. Run. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's our, yeah. But then, you know, we still have the time to go do other things. So it's a nice balance and it, 
she likes it because it keeps me busy. And, <laughs> and you, you need to be busy. You're a little bit like Scott there. You need something to do. I'm the same way. I'm doing puzzles. I'm doing word searches, hiking in the yeah. woods. It's good to, to, to stay busy. Um, and tell me just for my sake, because I honestly don't know this question. Was Scout your first dog? Like, what is your history with dogs? Oh, no. okay. I've had dogs Forever. all my life. Forever. My mom, my mom raised us upright. Um, <laughs> she, she had a little Karen Terrier. Oh, yeah. So um, you were into real dogs early. <laughs> And she had a caring terrier that didn't like men. Oh, okay. And I'm the youngest of four. Yeah. And I have three older brothers and my dad. And <laughs> so you were a so found, he, fundamental part of that dog's life. <laughs> fundamental. And she taught us that we're not getting rid of the dog. We're going to work with the dog. Yeah. And that kind of has gone through my life. So yeah. and then, you know, we had English cockers after that. Um, it wouldn't happen nowadays. I went to the to the Humane Society in Akron, Ohio when I was... 15. And I got a puppy and brought it home. Cool. No adults. Yeah. No, but that's great. That's awesome. And you, and you kept the dog. You you raised it right. Uh, Now Jess and I, we don't qualify (laughs) to to rescue a dog. They wouldn't give them to us. Well, it is funny. It is hard. When I was doing entertainment during college, I'm like, Hey, like I I need a dog. Oh no, you don't have a fence yard. I'm like, well, I, I, I do a lot of good stuff for dogs. Like, please no. But, and that's, so you've had just a whole history of dogs and then scout when you first got scout was scout younger than six or no. Was she a puppy? Yeah, Scott was a Scott was a puppy born in um actually in a, a riding stable. And okay. they were gonna they were gonna drown the puppies and somebody yep. stepped in and said, Don't and she found homes for a while. So um, you got involved Scott in Disc just out of needing I mean, she had high energy. She was a very small dog. How much did she weigh? Like twelve pounds, fifteen? About seventeen pounds. Seventeen. We, yeah. we got involved, we were doing fly ball. Okay. Um and I wanted to do something different because I found out I really wasn't a great team player. Flyball's um, tricky, yeah. <laughs> Noisy. Um, it was changing. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. Um, and she really liked to play disc. Yeah. So I started doing frisbee and her disc. Um, and you all hooked up with Tom Worley. Yeah, and, she was. Know, Scout was an amazing little dog. We didn't have him bark back then. Are you? Do you know what kind of breed she had in her? We knew Dad was a, a Jack Russell. Okay. And mom was like a cocker spaniel type. Yeah, she was. She was awesome, though. If you are familiar with Mare and her camp and you don't know about her little dog, Scout, Google it. Look up some photos. That little dog had some chutzpah. She was cool. She was special. She was one of those heart dogs. Yeah, I know. It's it's hard when we got those. But luckily, with both of our careers, we keep reintroducing it to more heart dogs. So that's the beauty of dogs. But I was just curious because, frankly, I didn't know. I didn't know how old Scout was when you got into disc and everything else. And she lived a pretty long life, right? She had a good long life. Yeah, good life. She lived till she was 13, yeah. 13 14. Yeah, I think um, I was already gone. Yeah, but but she was yeah, she, she was awesome. Caesars and it was it was time. She let you know. You talk about the animal communicator. You know. Oh yeah. You know, she looked at me that day, yeah. and, and her eyes were gone. Yeah, and it's like she let me know that she was okay. Let's yeah. Go. Yeah. No, it was the best thing to do. We we go through it too. It's not easy. Yeah, getting back to the camp. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was I'm thinking, having just camp questions. Oh, no, no, Chrissy's was, crying. Here we go. Oh, God, I'm ruining everybody's day. All right. No, here. I was, Yay, happy December. Christmas is coming. Okay. I was part of the dog community, though. That's what we pick each other up. I was going to say about that community. It's a community within a community. And uh, when you get into competitive dog sports, sometimes it can be a little catty. It can be yeah. a little tough. because You're going to an event to compete. And yeah. it can get a little bit, I don't know, prickly. 
Whereas when you go into this Camp Gondola yeah. Dogs, everybody's there to have, it's more Take to have fun. It. It's not a competitive environment. Yeah. It's there to have fun and learn. And, and so it's a whole different thing. That's why I think, based on what you're telling me, people are enjoying each other so much. Because that co- competition, when the egos get involved, it can get a little bit ugly, get a little nasty sometimes. Well, absolutely. As we all know from being in. Yeah. 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 It's really cool when you see campers come who are at such a high level that they're, you know, they're trying to get on the world teams yeah. for different activities or, and they're at the height of their game and they come to camp and they don't do those activities. Right. <laughs> I always wanted to try this yeah. and yeah. they go and do something else and it's like they relax. They're yeah. a beginner again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but That's you're nice. learning from the best, your peers and, you know, the staff and everything else. Is there anything we missed about camp that um, is important that uh, we didn't mention? I think we've covered. Yeah, so I'm excited it. about camp. And now that the freaking, the caves or whatever are down there, we can't come in 2023, but maybe sometime. We we, we haven't gone away in a long time, but it'd well, be fun for us. I'm going to take the um, Appalachian Trail from Maine <laughs> down. Know. I'm going to hike <laughs> down and then I'll pop out right at camp. I got to well, time it right. When you said the Appalachian Trail, I swear to God, I looked at them like, you're not hiking that freaking thing to get to camp. <laughs> what were you going to say? We had a camper a couple of years ago that actually had done that. Like, but um, it, and ended at camp. She did the Appalachian Trail. Don't add fuel to his fire. To um, You're never too yeah. old for the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> yeah, we, Scott, we can section hike the Appalachian. Yeah, trail. yeah. All right. This well, make sure Lynn, Lynn is up at the end of it, and Lynn and I can hang out while you just, guys are sectioning Appalachian Trail. Make sure you got a bunk for me. That's all. <laughs> oh my God, Mary! It literally, I, I'm telling you, my cheeks hurt from smiling so much. It's so good to connect with you and see you. Um, if you and Lynn are ever up in the New England area, we are like right past the border of New Hampshire and Southern Maine. We'd love to see you, take you guys to dinner, awesome. uh, whatever else. Again, we no way can we come to 2023 camp. I, we got a lot going on, but at some point in my life, I'm excited. I'm hopped up for me. Yeah, you got to do regional camps. <laughs> yeah. You got to bring bring the trailer up to Maine. Yeah, go, go through I all the states. The, I tell you, I got the trailer. Hook it up to my truck. I can take it wherever. All right, well, good. Well, you're always welcome, and it really is so good to see you. Thank you for everything that you're doing for dogs and their owners, because I truly am very passionate about this, you guys. Like, this was, the proof was in the pudding. I've had a student that went to that camp who was, like, a dedicated student of mine. He was a friend of ours. Like, Mare is doing amazing stuff for people and their dogs. So if you're at all thinking about this, just send her an email. I promise. Mare's very nice. I've known her. I was probably 10 when I met her. She's a very nice person. She's not scary. (laughs) If it wasn't for Bear, the quirky dog wouldn't exist. Yeah, that's true. If it wasn't for Mare, I wouldn't have met Scott. So we owe Mare everything. So gosh darn it, friggin' at least send her an email. Thank you so, so much. And I hope um, some Quirky Dog listeners and viewers are at Camp Gone to the Dogs in 2023 in October. Yeah. All right. It's good to see you, Mare. Mayor, um, thank you. Was, thanks for coming on. It was good to next, meet you. Next month, uh, we got a ton of stuff going on, including Dog of the Year. Next week, we have John Wade, Ask the Dog Guy from Canada with us. And in the meantime, keep it quirky. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, Mayor. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.